Hey, it's Teresa, the host of You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast you're about to listen to right now. Before I start the podcast, before I start, wow, I can't talk. Before I start this podcast, I just want to make a quick announcement. We are taking next week off. It's the 4th of July, which if you live in America, you already know what it is, but it's a national holiday. So everybody has a day off, including our podcast. We will be back on July 11th. That's uh, a week from the 4th of July. You guys can do the math. Anyways, go be with your family. Go be with your friends. Go be with yourself. Uh, be with your pet. I don't know. Make a cake. Take a long nap. Whatever. We'll be back after um, after that week with uh, the n- next episode uh, featuring guest Barbara Gray. That's going to be a good episode. And I just want to say thank you so much for all the new listeners, uh, new subscribers who've joined us. We've over doubled our subscriber count in the last week so that's really exciting so thank you guys so much for joining um obviously you guys are helping spread the word and that's really been helping if you're new to the podcast i promise i won't make these long announcements every time but if you do have a chance uh please go rate and review the podcast on itunes it really helps get the word out i know you guys have been doing that which is why the uh word i guess has been gotten out that's really cool and also if you guys didn't know um i've lowered our patreon membership to $1. So you can join the Patreon for $1. There's different tiers, so if you want to access to all the secret videos and all that, uh, there's different tiers. But you can become a member of the Patreon for just $1. So that's very exciting. Tell Me Anything Pod is the username. Patreon.com slash Tell Me Anything Pod. And obviously, you can always email me at tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com. You can email me personally, too. Just say hi. I like emails. I usually respond, unless you're a creep. Don't Please don't be a creep. Um... I don't know, be a creep. Actually, be yourself. I just might not respond. Okay, that is all. Wow, these are the longest announcements I've ever made. All right, bye. Enjoy your holiday. I mean, enjoy the show. Okay, and also enjoy your holiday. Bye. You can tell her. You can tell her. I'm Teresa, and I'm the host of You Can Tell Me Anything. This is the podcast you're listening to, where comedians confess secrets that they've never told anybody before. I'm very excited because here with me today is a co-host of Culture Kings podcast, Jaquise Neal. Yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? How are you? You're wearing a really cool shirt. A oh, cru- thank you. A vintage crush soda shirt. Vintage crush. I bought this last year for DCM, which oh, is uh, nice. like an improv festival in New York. Mm-hmm. And because I'm still in high school, I bought speci- <laughs> I bought outfits specifically to go to New York, and this was one of the yeah, shirts. It's a good shirt. It's a great yeah. summer shirt too, because DC yeah. is in the summer. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. used to. I was was my favorite soda for a while. Yeah, it's still good. I don't drink pop anymore, but. Uh, are you from New Jersey? You just from Chicago. Pop. Okay, is that a Chicago thing? It's to a Chicago pop? thing too. Yeah. Wow. Where are you from? You said I'm from the you're Bay. From California. Bay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 I I have to say I don't have to say soda, but I find myself saying it more now. Uh-huh. Solely to not Sody feel. Pop. Soda. That's what it was originally <laughs> called. That's where it came from. It was called Soda Pop, right? Uh huh. Is that right? Probably. I don't know. Yes, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, like the fifties when you go to the parlor. Yeah, <laughs> when you go to the bar. You just go have a soda with, with your crush yeah, in the that's, diner. That's why I'm wearing the shirt. <laughs> I'm having a soda with my crush. It's a good shirt. I like it. But it's also time to buy new outfits for DCM. <laughs> um, I heard they're up. moving to LA. This is super insider and probably not interesting for... Well, I'm probably a lot of comedians yeah. listening, but DCM, I just read today, today that they're moving to from New York to LA. That's crazy. Don't like it. The end of an era. End well, of an you, era. you don't like it, but you you live in LA, so oh, you like going to New York. Yeah, yeah. it's... it's First of all, it's not a real festival. Uh-huh. It's just like a it's just vacation. A party. It's, it's an like improv a vacation on crack. Yeah. And now it's just well, going to be on Molly, but no, on Molly. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be real. too much traffic. Um that's I think people won't be driving. They'll be true. lifting. I liked it in New York. Well, I lived in New York. I don't really do that much improv now, but um I did it uh in New York and I liked when DCM was in my city cuz uh-huh. you stay up all night and That's true. I don't know. It's fun, but you're right. It, it feels like a. The, it does feel like the end of an era. I kind of feel like it's going to be very different. If I think it will here. be. We'll see. I. I just feel like I'm going to have more to do now, because <laughs> like I'm involved with UCB out here right. quite a bit. So, I feel like now it's going to go from a vacation mm-hmm. where it's just like summer camp. All your friends go to another city. Yeah. To now, I have. I feel like I have to 
represent. Sure, you'll have things. Yeah, and you'll have your regular obligations to yeah. fulfill as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I also think it's not just that they're moving out here. It must, I mean, it's obviously a bigger sign that they're probably moving their overall headquarters out here. Yeah. Like the idea of like LA is now going to become more of the hub. Yeah. And the destination as opposed to where it felt more like this like remote offshoot of yeah. used to be in New York. I mean, I never, you know, I don't know. When I was in New York, LA, we didn't feel that connected to LA. Mm -hmm. But now I, I don't know what it's like there because I don't live there. But now being in LA, it really does feel like they're much more connected. Yeah. It's a lot. Well, a lot of them are coming over mm -hmm. yeah. like here. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm uh, one of them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a lot of those people uh -huh. are coming, those UCB New York people. Yeah, a lot of New York, a lot of UCB New York people are coming here now. But yeah, I didn't mean to derail the conversation. No, to that's like okay. Festival, I always love talking. Talk. Yeah. I did improv. I know people in stand-up don't like improv, but I met a lot of cool people doing it. Yeah. Um, but I, well, I like to start every podcast by asking my guests to make a good confession, because not all confessions are bad. Yeah. Sometimes they're positive. So do you have anything good you want to confess? I do. I, I don't know if this is so much a confession as much as it is just like I want people to know. Uh, That's a I confession. Bought, I guess so. I bought a gas grill recently, Ooh. and I'm starting to get pretty damn good at grilling. Uh. I had a charcoal grill and I never used to use it because it's way too much it's work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> so I would just, like, when I did use it, I'm like, let me just put a couple burgers on. Uh -huh. But now with the gas grill, I just fire it up. I'm like marinating meats wow. now and cooking ribs and Ooh. like wrapping stuff up in foil and experimenting with seasoning. Wow. I'm, I'm loving it. Now. Yeah, let's go eat. Let's, let's go eat this right podcast now. Is over. Yeah. yeah. And um, I want to invite anybody who wants to come to the crib, come to Burbank. Come on over. I'll throw something on the grill for you. You can have a couple beers, watch some TV. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, just in time for summer. I can't grill. I tried to um, have people over to uh, to have a barbecue, but I was like, I don't know how to grill. So pe I told people, bring your own stuff, and hopefully someone knows how to grill. But I do have, <laughs> like, my, I live in a complex that has, okay. you know, okay. a gas grill. And nobody really brought anything, and I bought some hot dogs. So I was like, "Well, I'll put these on the thing." And then there was another guy, a neighbor of mine, who was very nice and knew how to grill. Yeah. And he was doing all like fancy stuff, like in tinfoil and fish and all this stuff. Nice. And I put these hot dogs on, and he was just laughing at me because I was flipping them with a plastic knife. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, uh, "This is all I have." And he's like, "Do you want to use my tongs?" Yeah. Do you, did, yeah. The, did the knife not yeah. burn and melt? No, but he felt so bad that he because they had like it was, they were like a, having a more adult party, like there were babies there. Yeah. They're just sitting and having a nice meal. And so he was like, do you want some of my grandma's mac and cheese? It's really good. And I was like, yes, please. Yeah. Like, I was just such a, like, a sad orphan. Like, I can't cook. <laughs> I don't know, man. It sounds like you, you picked like, the perfect day to have a barbecue. Yeah, it's true. Just mooch off of Yeah. <laughs> we wrapped them in. Nobody brought hot dog <laughs> buns, so we wrapped them in uh, uh, sourdough bread that I had in my fridge. <laughs> Which also sounds damn amazing. <laughs> I put sriracha on the dogs because I was like, okay. this is the closest thing I have to ketchup. <laughs> Carmen Angelica was on recently. She was talking about how she made perfect eggs. That was her humble brag. So, oh, really? I mean, it's a, it's a very proud feeling when you have well, when you cook, I think. Cause mm -hmm. It's like you literally get to make something, and then the most basic need of eating food, you can fulfill that you need. You can fulfill and it. And also fulfill the need to create. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good brag. Yes, yeah. Um, okay, well, we have a game. I want to start right. the episode off with a game. We're switching it up, playing Let's the game up top. Um, so this game is sort of related to your story, which we'll get to later, but it's called Parental Lies. Mm -hmm. So ki like kids aren't the only ones that lie to their parents, right? Because mm -mm. parents lie all the time. You know, My mom used to tell me she loves me, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those so, lies. Yeah, all those lies. In this game, I'm going to read a lie that a parent has told their kid. Okay. And it's sort of like Mad Lib theme, so a few keywords or a keyword is going to be missing, and I'll give you multiple choice. You have to guess what's in the blank. Okay. Cool? Let's do There's it. There's uh, a few questions. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, here's the first one. When she was small, I told my daughter that when she lied, a blank would appear on the middle of her forehead. I knew for sure it worked when she did indeed lie, and then her hand went up to cover her forehead. So what's the blank? A, a big X. B, the word liar. C, a red spot. Or D, Robert Mueller. <laughs> uh, the last one is awful. <laughs> um, but, uh, I think, well, you can't really feel any of those. So mm -hmm. you're just probably trying to hide. I think the word liar. 
close, but the answer is C, a red spot. A red spot? <laughs> okay, that makes sense. But that's a really smart idea. I want to use that if I have kids one day. I might use that. Because I'd be like, oh, you can't see it, but it's like, then it's obvious. Yeah, yeah. As soon as they're lying, it just, no. <laughs> Put their hand on their forehead. It's so funny. I love it. Okay, number two. My flatmate grew up on a farm and was told by her parents that their TV only worked when blank. A, it rained. B, she finished her homework. C, she prayed to God first. Or D, she solved the unsolved mystery of the young math teacher who went missing after a high school football game eight years ago in their small town. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this parent is like a detective and is just trying to hope her kid can uh, relay some information she's hearing on the streets and hope that D is the answer. But I'm almost sure that is probably C. It's actually A, when uh, it oh. rains. But yeah, that's a... Uh, when it rains. <laughs> <laughs> and she lives in like the desert. So you can never right, watch never TV. Rains. <laughs> that's funny. Man, parents are cruel. That is cruel. That would be, if she was like a psychic kid, you could use it to solve a mystery. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like an 11 situation. That's how, I think that's how you find out what abilities your kid has. Is just yeah, tell take them away that. their TV and they're <laughs> yeah. like, fine, I'll help you solve a murder. <laughs> um, okay, number three. My dad said Pulp Fiction was a documentary about blank, so I wouldn't want to watch it. A, encyclopedias, B, oranges, C, carpentry, or D, his conception, including how he seduced my mother by dressing up as a firefighter and rescuing her from a room full of scented candles. Um, I mean, unless that kid is just <laughs> really fucked up, really wants to know, like, how was I created? Uh... I don't know. This seems lame enough to be orange because, like, there's the orange thing in Pulp Fiction. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think that's it. That's correct. Ding, ding, yeah. Ding. Yeah, that one might be kind of obvious. I was like, well, maybe I'll do other plays off of Pulp. Um, okay. <laughs> so you got one right. <laughs> I didn't even think about Pulp. I just thought about, like, the, it's actually not even orange. It's gold. It's like, a, yeah, yeah, you remember, like, the, the gold the, light on the briefcase? Briefcase, yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's the last one. So you got one right. So for the win. Mm-hmm. My grandma told my mom that the right boob was for blank and the left boob was for blank. <laughs> A, whole milk and 2% milk. B, white milk and chocolate milk. C, caffeinated milk and decaf milk. Or D, almond milk and milk that you've left out on the table too long so it kind of curdles. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Um, I'm going to assume that this parent or this kid is like from a biracial family and they have like a black <laughs> and a white parent and so the right boob is <laughs> the white side of her body and the black boob is the black side <laughs> and that's where you get the white and chocolate milk <laughs> so oh I'm gonna say God. that white and chocolate milk is that right that Wh is the correct answer yeah. but I didn't even think about it in terms of being biracial and that's so funny <laughs> I think that could be the origin of it yeah I just thought it was sort of like you know when you have the ice cream um where it's like chocolate, vanilla, and swirl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the swirl. <laughs> You're a swirl, baby. <laughs> I love it, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Okay, well, you, you win the game. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, this is a podcast all about confessing secrets. So mm -hmm. do you have a secret you'd like to confess? I do have a secret I want to confess. Uh, should I, like, set it up? or? Yeah, how? however okay. you want to tell me. Um, all right, so I was a teenager, I was 16, uh, yeah, I was 16, um, and it was right before I started, like, becoming a serious actor, and I was selling, for whatever reason, selling weed, uh -huh. uh, like, my friends, we were all smoking weed, and my friends was like, well, we should sell weed, too, and so a dude gave us weed, and we'd go somewhere, I forgot where we went, um, where we went wouldn't mean anything to anybody who doesn't live in Chicago, but we went to like the 79th area uh, of the south side of Chicago, and we were just trying to sell or whatever, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I see my two boys run off, and two uniformed cops come up and like slamming to the wall. Uh, you know, they like keep screaming, open your mouth, open your mouth, oh and I'm God. like, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm thinking they're saying like talk, but they are uh -huh. also, they're really saying like, do I have like rocks under or oh. like, you know, other drugs. Yeah. Uh, so they arrest me. How old were you? 16. Okay. Yeah. So you're a minor. I was a minor. I was barely a minor. Uh, cause this comes into the story too, kinda. Uh, so they arrest me, they take me and... 
And like throughout this entire car ride, they're like, dude, why are you? Because I'm not a drug dealer or anything. I don't know why I was doing it. And they realized that they picked up on that. It was like, how old are you? And I was like, I'm 16. It was like, really? Because uh-huh. 17, I would have been tried as an adult. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's a federal law or if that's just an Illinois I law. I think in California it's like that, too. Yeah. So at first they didn't believe me. Because I was 16, now they had to call, like, Your family and shit like that. Um, so I begged them, like, well, call my auntie. Because my auntie, me and my aunt were raised as, like, brother and sister because we're only, mm-hmm. like, 10 years apart. Uh, and she, you know, she was she was cool. <laughs> so I was like, she won't tell my fam, my mom, and she'll just come get me out. And it's like, nah, we calling your mama. <laughs> so they call my mom, and she comes, she picks me up, she's upset. But this entire time, I'm like trying to figure out how I can get out of this. And like I told her, oh well, you know, Reese and all them. Like I was out with them, they were hanging out. And they saw, they would like, just hold this for me. And I was holding it, and then I got caught with it, and blah, 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 blah. So I basically lied to her and told her that I wasn't selling. I was just holding it for a friend. Uh And she believed me. And what made her believe me more was the fact that I had to take drug tests. Okay. But because they waited, like, 30 days before I had to take my first three, I had to pee three clean drug tests. Uh They waited 30 days before Uh I had to take my first one. So I was clean and I was clean like the subsequent other two times. So like to this day, she thinks that I've never smoked weed before Uh and that I was actually really holding it for a friend and I was just like an unfortunate, like an unfortunate situation. And I was like, I'm never going to hang out with them again. I'm so sorry. I feel so stupid even doing it. And then, like, she still has this really good view of me and her, like, eyes. And my current girlfriend, who I've been with for a very long time, doesn't know I've ever been arrested. Oh, I've wow. never told her at all. Does she listen to this podcast? Uh, she, Yeah, man, we're going to have a talk tonight. Uh, Your parents didn't realize that they had a professional act. They were raising a professional act. No, because literally like <laughs> seven months later, I auditioned for the school play and have been acting ever since. Uh, so I was like, mm. you're like, my first credit was my lying first credit. to my mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so crazy. And like, yeah, she just didn't believe. She believed me for no reason. Why, why would you? I wouldn't believe me. Uh, who holds drugs for a friend? Like, come on. Was your mom... <laughs> Would she have freaked out if she knew the <coughs> truth? Is she really, like, against Here, drugs? No, here's the thing, too. Like, I, there's no reason for me to lie because I could have just told my mom the truth and she would have probably still been mad but would have got over it. My mom was a young mom. She had me mm-hmm. when she was 16. Uh, like, she's a cool. She's what people consider a cool mom. Okay. So I don't even, I didn't even need to lie. I just wanted to. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't want to hurt her feelings. That or, makes sense. I think a lot of that's pretty relatable for kids. You, you don't want to disappoint your parents. Yeah. Especially if it sounds like at the time you did know you had made a mistake, right? Yeah. It wasn't like you're like, oh, God, I'm going to try to get away with it. It was like, oh, I feel guilty and I shouldn't have been doing this. So yeah. you're almost like learning this lesson. I felt stupid. <laughs> I felt stupid for getting caught. Uh, like I felt guilty for getting caught, but I think I felt stupid for getting caught. And I think admitting to my mom why I got caught would have just made me feel even dumber. So I think I wanted to portray. Oh, so you were you were mad that you got caught, not that you felt like you did something wrong at the time. I mean, I knew I did something <laughs> wrong, but I was mad that I got caught about it. Yeah, I was so more like, mad. I don't want my mom to think I I could get caught doing things. Yeah, not, not I that mean, I was doing that. Yeah, I, I, I wanted her to more think I got caught being stupid instead of got caught being bad. Uh huh. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, and she bought it, man. She, I, I've never told her. <laughs> she Do you still really doesn't think know. she doesn't know though? I feel like moms know most things. She knows, I think. Maybe she. I mean, there's so Did many. Did she ever like hint at it? Like, no, she never you hinted tell at me it. Anything. She never hinted at it. And there's other things that I've done that we've just never spoken about, but she probably knows. Like, I got somewhat caught, like, <laughs> like hooking up with a girl. Uh-huh. Because my... <laughs> this is insane. Because my dog, like, went... And this is a true story. Went in my garage... Uh, my garage, my garbage, and oh. pulled a condom out. Oh, no! And left it in the hallway. <gasps> and I came home from school... 
And my mom was like, my dog's name was Twister. He's like, Twister, put your business out in the hallway. Uh, and I went and looked. Was like, oh no. Oh, I was just, uh, I was just, you know, like doing an experiment with it. Uh, I was just like, she. Like, I was just holding it for a friend. I was just holding it for. <laughs> I was holding it for a friend, ma. Come on, what you want? I got. I'm a good friend. <laughs> I'm a good friend, ma. You raised me right. Oh uh, and like. That's mortifying as a teenager, too. It was. Um, but at least she knows you were using practicing I mean, safe sex, yeah. so that's good. Yeah, it was user protection. <laughs> but she I, she know. I think she probably knows. <laughs> she had, If she doesn't, I don't know. Nobody in my family knows this. Mm-hmm. Nobody. My mom. I asked my mom, like, can you not tell anybody? She didn't tell my grandmother, who's that very you even religious. Got arrested. That I even got arrested. Did you have to sur- like go to jail overnight or anything like that? No, no, no. Because I was 16. I just got I just got put in a holding cell. Okay. Um, I got fingerprinted and stuff, and my, then my mom came to get me. It was it's not a felony. I don't. I don't know if it's not a felony because of how old I was or because of how much I was holding or uh-huh. anything. It wasn't a lot. Well, I think everything cleans slate when you're 18, right? Probably. That, well, 17, apparently. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so you kind of like just got it in at the last I second. I got it in at the last <laughs> second. But apparently, like, what the... Because I did have to go do some. I had to go to something before they sentenced me oh, man. to uh, th- not even three months. Well, yeah, three months of... Uh, drug therapy. And it wasn't like three months. It was you just had to pee three clean tests. Mm-hmm. And they only tested you once a month. I didn't know that after 30 days it's clean because I have to do ADHD testing. And uh-huh. they and as an adult, they it's harder. I think it's not just a diagnosis. They make you hook your brain up really? to measure focus or something. And uh, they told me I had to be clean for three months. Not like it, in a legal sense, but just because it affects the results. Really? So they're like, you're mm. gonna do a drug test before, and so I haven't been. I mean, I usually have a, take weed to go to bed, so I haven't been able to. Yeah, <laughs> I've been able to smoke yeah, for a while. Yeah, for like the last two months. I'm but now sorry. I'm like, man, I could have been. You could have been. <laughs> could have been clean. I, I mean, I don't. Oh, well, I don't know. Is, I guess is, it's, was, <laughs> what are they testing when they? T- <laughs> it's the THC, right? I think so. yeah, and also I'm like, well, I also really do want to pass the ADHD test because I don't want to have to do it again. Right. So I'm like, I might as well just do it. Might whatever. as well just, just be get clean it on that. You know, it was weird. Like, after those three clean tests, I did stop smoking. Yeah. I stopped smoking for, like, seven years. Oh, wow. Uh, because I just lost the, like, what's the word? Like, when you the lose the interest. feeling. The oh, interest. Okay. Yeah, I lost the feeling. Or I lost the interest, uh, well, interest in doing it. Well, also probably connected to getting caught, and you didn't like that feeling. So yeah. it's probably just, like, it's, it's like uh, association. Yeah. is Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Because I also never told my girlfriend, and I don't know why. When we first started dating, she wasn't, like, into, like, drugs. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying she's into it now. Her family was very much, like, a clean family. There's a lot of propaganda in the media. Because I think drugs, uh, uh, if used responsibly, can be very... It can, like in different drugs, not all drugs, yeah. but it can be enlightening and whatever. There's just like yeah. anything else, you have to be responsible about it. But uh, but I do think drugs specifically, there's a lot of bad propaganda. I don't want to say propaganda because it sounds like it's not like there are bad qualities of certain yeah, drugs and addic- addictive properties. Like but crack I also, is bad. Yeah, but I also <laughs> think like for example, mushrooms aren't the same thing as heroin, but they're right. lumped into the same category. And yeah. I think a lot of that is the media frightening people um, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I think that makes it really hard for people to use any drug responsibly when all of it's considered just like drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Yeah, but when you get down to it, like popping an ibuprofen is a drug. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, and alcohol is a drug. Alcohol is very it's much a drug. It's actually much worse for you than like weed is. Yeah. Like, I can't, <laughs> never mind. I can't, like, I don't, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't like smoke a little bit and drive either. But I really don't do it if I drink a little bit. Oh, sure, sure. Because <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like, I shouldn't smoke and drive either, but like, yeah. I feel more comfortable doing that, which is still well, equally as bad. Well, smoke and drive. I think that weed is uh, such a head drug that it just depends on the person. Because yeah. I know a lot of people are... I totally, I mean, I, I guess it's like the media says don't smoke and drive, but like some people smoke and some they can be very and focused and, and it just affects good. everyone differently. I can't, and I yeah. know that about myself, so I don't. But right. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. I used to be really against drugs too because I grew up sort of around all the commercials and everything. And my mm. mom was really against it. And so I didn't do anything. But I grew up around a lot of, like, my friends smoked weed. I'm from the Bay Area, so of okay. course. Yeah. It's all the way, always around. And I danced. So part of me, like, was affected by the negative. Um, when I say media, I'm just, you know, those commercials that would be like, drugs this, are bad. Yeah, yeah, this is your brain on drugs, egg and frying yeah. pan. Yeah. I yeah. was really susceptible to all that stuff. So I was like, they're bad and I want to be good. So therefore, yeah. I want to prove that I can follow rules. So even when everyone was doing drugs, I was like, I kind of like felt cool that I did it. It was really dumb. But uh, <laughs> but because of that, I, I was like, I'm not going to do it. And then I went all the way through college uh, in New York where it was like abundant and I just didn't want to do it. And, and I graduated and then got my first job. And at 22, that's when I was like, well, I guess I did all the things that drugs were supposed to stop me from. So now can I do it? And You're then right. I just did drugs after yeah, that. And I was fine. like, cool, I have a job now. And I graduated. Yeah. And it was fine. And I was like, oh yeah, I think a lot of media just. It really, it really, for whatever yeah. reason, I think it also is too, until you start knowing people who do it and like, oh, they're still functioning. Yeah, uh, there's different degrees. I, I mean, I agree. Degrees. Like the whole gateway argument is half true because if I guess if you never start, you can never like get addicted. So that is mm. true. But I also think there's so much. There, I mean, I think you know there's a lot of meditative properties of weed, and I think it, it can really help in that's enlighten great. your life if it if that's a thing for you. So it's good sleep. Yeah, good sleep, a healthy sleep, so you don't get anxious. I told a really believable <laughs> lie on weed. I told my mom that. <laughs> were, you I wasn't. A, were you high at the time you I got arrested? I was probably also high. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure getting arrested blew my high. But sure. <laughs> I was. I was I, a lot I, of I, adrenaline. Yeah. 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 My buzz was killed. But, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely had smoked before we went out because I thought that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be high while you sell. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't fucking know. <laughs> Uh, I should have, you know, what getting caught. But the, here's the funny thing too, because if I told my, if I told, even my girlfriend or even my mom this story now, like, hey, you remember I was actually, yeah, you remember when I got arrested? Yeah, I was actually selling and blah blah blah. If I told her like how that helped me, kind of get to where I am now, she would love it because yeah, I stopped hanging out with those group of people. And not saying like they were bad people or they were cool as hell, but I stopped hanging out with those group of people because I had to take like the three clean tests. I stopped really going out and I got bored and <sighs> kind of fell out of like the crowd I was hanging out in. I was like, all right, well, what should I do? Oh, I'll audition for the school play. Whoa. And <laughs> that pretty much changed the course of my life. So I even I should tell her. I just don't know now. At this point, I'm embarrassed to tell. Her. Well, it's almost like yeah, because it's like we're t lies again. Another thing. I don't think people should lie overall, but the idea of like yeah, like there is sort of a a learning experience, especially when you're young and uh, under eighteen. Like yeah. if you lied uh, and then you learn from it, that's the whole point. Right. Of, like the the fact that you went through consequences and then change your behavior that's exactly what consequences are for exactly. so that's like the best case scenario and it you know and it We're telling you to live guys <laughs> no but it is true because i think uh, no, what, happens, super true. what happens is sometimes people are so afraid of consequences that they live their life trying to like cheat the system mm -hmm. and then you're not learning the why consequences are there which is really just to help everybody like sort of like live in a better world or whatever right um yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Specifically, I don't mean like it's like it was a terrible oh, no. choice. Yeah. Or, it was. I think weed is such a, it's crazy that weed is so cr criminalized. I guess it's now becoming more decriminalized, but it, yeah, it's it crazy is. that it's on that level as like dealing hard drugs because it's like everybody I've known who was a stoner in high school, it was just like the most harmless, like yeah, was... maybe they were annoying to talk to at parties because they wanted to tell you their conspiracy theory, but like right. none of them were violent. They were fine. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, I mean, this was 16 years ago. So yeah. like <laughs> I, you know, that was a very long fucking time ago. I can only imagine it would not be a thing now. Right. Which... Well, but For if me, you had been what, 18, then it would... Then it would have been on my record. Yeah, that's crazy. And, you know, this is Chicago, which is, you know, I, people think Chicago is liberal, but Illinois is not uh, a liberal state. And Chicago is a liberal city, but Chicago is very much rooted in conservative, like, laws. <laughs> uh, yeah, I As far as, yeah. Uh, so... 
It was a very the politician, like yeah. just the history of sort of the mob run yeah. politics. I, I'm sure the politics are still very. The politics uh, are crazy there. Seedy right now. I mean, our last governor is still in jail <laughs> uh, for trying to sell Barack Obama's Senate seat. Oh my god. Uh, and and this just came out recently. Trump is like saying, "I'm gonna he's gonna pardon him." <laughs> so That's right. It's oh. so fucking weird. But like that is Chicago politics. <laughs> so like Chicago, it's very much rooted in like the. Uh, you know, the conservative view or the conservative lane. So it probably would have ruined shit for me because that's not just like a slap on the wrist. Like, it would have been a felony. Yeah, for colleges, too, and yeah. jobs, all of that. Yeah, it would have been a felony. Wow. So I forget. I can't believe you felony for weed. For selling, like, five dime bags, too. It wasn't even... Oh. <laughs> see, this is this is even before they start coming in, like, the cute green fucking oh, yeah. uh, pill like, bottles and shit. They all look like medicine now. Yeah. Prescription. They put it in the... In California, when you go to dispensary, if you guys have never been, they uh, will put it in a little white bag that's, like, a prescription bag. Yeah. Like, like a pharmacy bag, and they yeah. staple it. And they're like, here you go. Here's your medicine. It's great. It's <laughs> great. You, I, I feel like I'm a doctor when I, I walk know. out from getting weed. But back in the day, yeah. for all you young kids out there listening, we would just <laughs> get a clump of weed and put it in fucking <laughs> saran wrap and be like, here's a dime bag, $10. <laughs> uh, and that was, at least in Chicago, that was how we sold. And I just had like five of those on me. I didn't even have a lot <laughs> on me. And also, it's weird too, because the person who gave us the weed to sell, I never, I, obviously I lost that weed. Yeah, so and they never tracked it down. They never like came like, "Hey, where's my fucking money?" Uh, or anything like that. It's just never happened. Disorganized. Disorganized drug dealer. Drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very weird, but it was an interesting time. Those like formative years. Did you ever feel like you could come close to wanting to tell your mom? Not at all. Never. <laughs> Not at all. Um, yeah, there's, I don't know. Did you guys ever have a conversation as an adult where she was like, did you ever lie to me as a kid? Just in general? Yeah, because oh, I she like, knows I lied oh, yeah. to her as a kid, I'm sure. My mom, I, I always am convinced that my mom actually knew stuff, but I used to sneak out a lot as a, in high school. Like, uh-huh. cause my parents were very strict, and so they wouldn't let me go to parties or, like, date boys or anything. But uh, And I didn't do it so much, but I would sneak out to go to parties. And I was convinced she knew, but because um, she would also do the thing like the nights I knew I wanted to sneak out, and uh-huh. there's no way she would know that there was a party that night. But she'd just take forever to go to bed, and she'd mm. kind of like come in all the time, and be like, "Oh, I thought of something." So I was like, "She must know." <laughs> Did you watch that episode of Days of Our yeah, Lives? Yeah, she would yesterday. literally like sit in the living room and read the newspaper. I'm like, "You never do that." And then it was <laughs> she knew. So I have to come out and be like, "I'm going to bed, mom," <laughs> and then like turn off my lights. But uh, but then one day as an adult, or I, I guess I was in college maybe like in my like 19 or something we um were eating dinner one and we just were talking about like lies you tell your parents Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah like you always knew i was sneaking out right and she was so shocked really she She didn't know when how and then i was like oh no i shouldn't have told you now you're gonna now she's lying to you trust me i think she's lying to you she's like let me let her believe this let me let her like have this At this point, what does it matter? You oh, can have maybe. it. You yeah, can that have could it. could be true. I, uh, wrote, I wrote my college essay about uh, lying to my parents. Did you? Not about sneaking out, but I threw a party once when they were out of town. Like, yeah. they went to Taiwan. Like, I made sure they were out of the country. There was no <laughs> way they were going to come back. And I threw this huge party. It was a very successful, fun party, but, Hell like, yeah. trashed my house. I spent, like... T- two days cleaning up like i bought like carpet cleaner all the stuff Shit. and uh i did a pretty good job but like just they kind of still saw like a stain or something i'm like did you throw a party um and i lied to them but i i think my mom kind of knew but then i basically convinced her that i had a few friends from my choir over <laughs> i was in a very like it was like an all chinese choir so it was like, a lot of good yeah. kids yeah yeah, so yeah, I, was, yeah. Like, I had friends from choir over and we like <laughs> yeah we had some pizza and like, we just oh, had some pizza so sang some songs so I got away with it, but then I felt so guilty because p- people broke our um, our garage gate. Mm-hmm. Like we had one of those like swing open gates, and gotcha. some some like punks from school, like not punks, but just people I didn't know who were, <laughs> yeah. like didn't care about my right, house, right, right. broke it. And so it was like expensive and stuff. So I felt I started feeling really guilty about it, and then like I went and told my mom, and she uh, and she like had no idea like it was that. But I was like, yeah, we were drinking and all this stuff. So I wrote my college essay about that because I. 
I think what happened was I read this book about uh, the kite runner. Uh, Have you ever I, read yes. it? Yes, 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 yes. I haven't read it, but I've heard of it. It's a pretty intense book, but in the book, there's a kind of like a secret that the main characters keeps, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and it weighs very heavy on him, and it just really affected me. And I was like, wow, I threw this party. It's kind of weighed heavy. Mom, it really weighed heavy, so wow. I told my mom, and I wrote my college essay about how I lied about having a party. Man, I, look, I, I don't, I don't lie often. <laughs> I think we all lie. So we tell white lies probably, but I don't lie. I don't consider myself a liar. I don't lie. But like the lies I've told in my life, at no point have I ever felt guilty about it. Maybe <laughs> I'm just like a psychopath. Like I don't, for some, I don't know why. I should, I guess, feel nothing. I, I can't, I'm trying to go back in my mind and think, is there anything I ever <laughs> lied to my parents about or... Like and I'm like no, I've never felt guilty. I don't know why, because I feel I because it was the right thing to do to you for you at the time. Maybe you lived your most authentic self. Yeah, like exactly. you didn't feel like you made the wrong choice because, well, what would have happened? Let's like thought experiment. If you mm-hmm. had told the truth at the time, would it? Ha- do you think anything would have changed or been different about your life? I probably would have gotten just in more trouble. So I guess in that aspect, and then maybe you'd have been like defiant and wanted to just Yeah, maybe re- just like resented more mm-hmm. for like getting in trouble for just like being a kid. Uh so I guess in my mind, like, well, I didn't get in trouble, so what I gotta be guilty about? I <laughs> like I got away with it. it. You kind of changed uh that too. So then it, it's not like you were like, I didn't get in trouble, so I'll do it again. So Right, that's true. Like, oh I'll keep I'll keep doing this thing. I th- I think I think so much it wasn't I'd never felt guilty. But I also was like, all right, maybe I should stop so I don't have to keep covering. Like, because, you know, lies lead to more lies mm-hmm. and lead to more lies. So if you keep doing it, then eventually you'll get caught. Sure. So I took the lie as, all right, this was my warning shot. This uh-huh. was my warning. Uh, next time I do it, I'll probably get caught and have to tell the truth and then it'll come out like oh and all those other times you was lying too huh but if you stop then that lie can live on (laughs) forever and ever and ever uh this is a this is terrible advice no no but i I don't i mean well like we don't need to beat around the bush everybody in their life has lied and people we all agree lying in general bad people individually lying fine people do it you know you can't you can't if you we can't We'd be lying to ourselves, or we're like, mm. on principle, you never lie. Like, but what? Yeah, I, I think uh, this is a good example of a lie where it it almost feels like a victimist lie, right? Yeah. Because you you would have been the victim if you had gotten in trouble. Like, so it's a situation where you've faced the consequences, you got scared, mm-hmm. and then you went on and I went on and did all these cool things. And I don't know, it doesn't feel like anybody got hurt from your lie. No, nobody got hurt. There's one there's one time I lied where I told the truth a couple years later. Uh this was also this was probably gonna be my confession, so we oh. don't have to talk about it that much, but I'll just tell you. There was this girl I was interested in a long time ago. Uh and she was um Albanian uh-huh. and she looked just like um you know the George Lopez show? Yeah. She looked just like his daughter. Okay. Uh who's also <laughs> Albanian. And, like, this girl knew, like, I was interested in acting and stuff like that. And I had just, like, come <laughs> back from, like, uh, a couple weeks in L.A., uh, back to Chicago and went back to college. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know who you look like? You look uh-huh. like my friend, Marciela Lucia. And, like, lied to her like I knew oh, this person <laughs> uh, just as a way to kind of get in and flirt with her. She's like, oh, you know her? Oh, she's Albanian. That's how I look like her. And I was like, oh, really? And I knew. <laughs> but I lied to her. And we never, like, hooked up or, like, dated, but we actually became really good friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's still, like, a really good friend of mine, like, to this day. And eventually I was like, hey, just so you know, I really don't know Marciela Lucia <laughs> at all. And I kept that lie up for, like, a few months. Huh? Like, I don't, I've never met her. Oh, my God. I don't know her. I'm sorry. That's she so just funny. thought it was funny. Yeah, I feel like sometimes that's ha- that's got to happen a lot. Like people lying to impress someone mm-hmm. that they want to date because the f- I feel like people lie on first dates a lot. Like little white lies where they be like, just like exaggerate what they do for a living or things like that. Uh, or something comes up where someone's like, I like you know this band, and you'd be like, Me too. And Me you too. Have no idea what <laughs> it is. No idea who that band is. Yeah. yeah, but then if you continue getting to know that person, then it's like 
it's weird to just be like, Ella. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But it is weird to be like, hey, remember? Yeah. I actually lied well, about that. Well, it's good that you told her. I had a friend lie to me about, uh, he told me he was half Japanese, I guess, just for fun when I first met him. And then we, he was like one of my best friends. Um, we li- ended up living together, but we just met at a dance audition and mm-hmm. he was just like, I don't know why it came. Oh, I was teaching a, I was an RA of like a Japanese anime for him. He said he was half Japanese. And then, uh, and then years later, he never corrected the lie, but then I found, he one day he was just telling us how his family is Mexican. And he's like, wait, Ooh. are you full Mexican? He's like, yeah. And I was like, See? you told me you were Japanese. That's the, that's the bad way to get caught in the lie. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, yeah, haha. I used to tell people I was half Japanese sometimes. And I was like, what? Uh, I knew you for, like, years, and I just uh, thought you were half Japanese. That and is great. And I was like, okay. I mean, it's not like it, it doesn't affect anything, right. but I was just like, how did I not know that? What else are you lying for about? Years? What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Like what? That's so funny. Do you think, like, do you think if, like, it's the whole thing about if one thing had changed, it could have changed everything. Do you think um, if he would have not said I was half Japanese, that you guys not saying like that's why you're oh, friends, that we had to be friends, but like, do you think that like made a connection, and then that's how mm. our friendship kind of started to blossom, or? Oh sure, like if that's the I think. Uh... Oh, it is funny, actually, him specifically, because he's actually gay, but um, when I first met him, I thought he was really cute. He is still really cute, but it was like, I didn't know he was <laughs> yeah, gay, right, right. so I was like, ooh, who's that cute guy? Right, right, right. Um, and then and then he told me he was half Japanese, which I don't think would have affected anything, but I guess I remember that because I was attracted to his looks. Mm-hmm. So I guess that conversation was sort of tied to his looks, okay. maybe, but, yeah. but I don't think so. I think we would have been friends anyway, because our personality is like yeah. connected and whatever, so. Yeah. But that is an interesting thing think about it's like the butterfly effect like would that have affected uh, yeah you know? would that affected <laughs> anything and not saying like you wouldn't have been friends or like that's why you're friends but like oh really oh well, let's have a conversation about that and that conversation right, it's just a like, connection right because he was connecting to... to something i said so maybe it was just a, a way to show like interest in connecting yeah i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. Right, that's true <laughs> this entire episode <laughs> should just be called just <laughs> wait how, reasons to lie how to lie how <laughs> to lie well would you what uh, speaking of like lying to your parents like if uh, are there things that you would me- be mad if your kids lied to you about? Like, are I guess like if you uh, when you have kids, you don't have kids, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, mm-hmm. when you have kids, uh, are there things that you're gonna be like, oh, there's no way. Like, if they lie to me about this, I'm gonna be pissed, even though like I lied to my parents. Um, or are you gonna be more lenient? I think I think I'll be. I I what I will try to do as a parent, hopefully, is foster a relationship where they feel like they can tell me things. And foster a relationship where I'm not going to make them feel bad about um, things like wanting to be sexually active or mm-hmm. things. I mean, obviously, like, don't be out there fucking if you're 11. But, like, oh, <laughs> like if you're my child. But, like, I, I know, like, I, I, I don't want I think a lot of times when parents are lied to is because they're being uh, naive or hypocritical or, like, I know as a teenager you're going to be interested yeah. Uh, and people are. I know as a teenager, maybe drugs may be something right. you... So hopefully I can foster that type of relationship. But I will say if they lie about anything, if I get mad at it, it'll be if it's um, two things. If it is something that they were in trouble mm-hmm. and like they lied about it and like they just got in more and more trouble and like just if you would have told me the truth, we could have dealt with it type thing. Right. Um, and not trouble like trouble at school, but like real trouble. Oh, sure. And like a lie compounds that and like you get deeper and deeper in. And if like they lie and tell me that they're, you know, not Cubs fans. <laughs> like if they tell me their whole life they're Cubs fans and then when and we then get older, be like, like, I'm actually a Sox fan. I'll be <laughs> mad at that. I'll be mad at that. I'll be mad at their sports allegiances. That could be such a thing, though. (laughs) Teenagers love to just do stuff to make their parents mad. Yeah. You you shouldn't let them know that that's the thing you care so much about, because then they probably will be like, just to be defiant, like, I'm I'm a Sox fan. (laughs) Well, well, (laughs) fuck the Cubs. (laughs) I'm like, oh. Go to your room. Yeah. Go to your room right (laughs) now. When I was a kid, they weren't winning. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) No. You can go do all the drugs you want, but do them in your room. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I don't think I don't know. I don't know. I f- 
who knows? People say being a parent changes you. I get so mad when people lie to me, like irrationally mad because they're lying. And I feel like I need to be better about that because like we were just saying, everybody lies, everybody, there's reasons, like circumstantial reasons for everything. I mean, I think blanketly try not to lie, but obviously there's different reasons for them. But I I think part of me, for me, it's feeling like I have no control or like Mm -hmm. I like to uh, take things that, like if someone tells me something and it's a blatant lie and then I mm. find out, I get so mad because I'm like, well, I feel like my whole sense of my world is changing. Right. Um, but I don't know. It's Maybe it's a little irrational. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I Like out of all this talk, like I probably get annoyed if a friend lies to me or if a friend thinks I'm lying to them. Because at this point at my age, I'm like, dude, I don't even lie to my mama no more. <laughs> like you ain't, you're not that important for me to lie to you. Right. Like that's how I look at things now. Uh, the only people I'll lie to are people who are of extreme importance to me because mm-hmm. it sounds even worse. <laughs> but like I don't even lie to them. So like right. I don't have no reason to lie to a friend. So I think I get annoyed if I'm just like you could have just told me, dude. Like yeah. it doesn't I what am I gonna do? Like punish you? Like I can't Well it always comes down to I feel like the other person and not you, but I right. I always think it's about me. Like if someone lies because they want me to think something better of them it's usually right. because they are whatever maybe insecure about something right but then i always feel like oh you think you can manipulate <laughs> how i think about you well yeah. i don't like that yeah. but then yeah at the end of the day it's just like oh, it probably just means they like you and they want yeah. you to like them or yeah something. that's what it mostly is <laughs> that's what most white lies that's what most lies are is yeah. i don't want you to view me any differently than how you do or how i think you do <laughs> uh that's not what most lies are but like <laughs> That's well, sometimes there's big ones, like when national security is at risk. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. If you're the president, there's don't, a difference don't lie, between Donald Trump lying and Jackie's Neil lying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I agree. Mm. Uh, yeah, man. Wow, I gotta really think about this more. See? I was very much like hard and fast. Lies are bad, but after this talk, I'm like, some lies Look, may be okay. <laughs> some lies may lead you down a path. <laughs> Or like you start acting, you start making some money, and now you're a co-host of a podcast. Yeah. And some lies, <laughs> like make you the president of the United States, <laughs> like, which is oh, equally man. as sad. What was the first um, theater play you did at school? Um, Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist. Okay. Oliver Twist. It was the first play. Um, we, um, I was Mr. Fagan. Okay. In that, and I remember going to. Uh, that rehearsal or the audition and like I was very much like the kid who came in and was like took the shit by storm because yeah, I was you an outsider. very charismatic and like yeah. have a natural like uh, presence which yeah. I, can, I can imagine as a high school student would probably carry over. It, it, it really took that whole department by storm because not <laughs> only that because, you know, drama, high school drama, those kids know each other. Yeah. It's like for, a cult. Yeah. They uh-huh. don't know, know each other since freshman year. So by the time they, I was a junior. So you in weren't high even school. involved at all. No. You were just I just like, came in and auditioned this. to do it. And then, like, next year, won, like, all state, like, wow. acting and shit like that. It was crazy. Uh, but I'm in there with, like, braids and, like, throwback jerseys <laughs> and shit. And I'm coming in, like, all right, British accent. All right, let's see what I can do. And, <laughs> and like, got cast. <sighs> So they very much didn't like me at first because they were like, who's this kid stealing our roles? And, <laughs> uh, but it became like a, all, like really good friends out of that. So it was really cool. But That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was weird. Who, complete by chance. <laughs> yeah. Oliver Twist. And then the next year we did Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, I, I still never, uh, I need to get to know that one because that's like a lot of people's favorite It's my musicals. favorite play. I want to put it up. Here in LA. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, it's uh, it's a dream of mine to put it up. So we'll we see. need more theater in LA. I feel like I don't I do. see a lot of live theater. It's so like an embarrassment of riches in New York, and then here it's mm-hmm. all about film and commercials. Yeah, even in Chicago. Chicago is a great theater town. If you ever get out to Chicago, it's a great theater town. Um, oh, yeah. You know, New York has Broadway. Yeah, but they've got a lot of off Broadway. I think New York has, has, has a constant. There's a healthy like pipeline of um, sm- like black box theaters yeah. and small plays and like uh, like ri- like new playwrights putting yeah. up their own work, which yeah. I think is cool. It's that that aspect of the New York theater scene is very prevalent in Chicago. Like oh, the yeah. black box theater, uh, even the regional theaters like Steppenwolf Theater, which is where people like Laurie Metcalf came from and uh, John Malkovich yeah. and all those people. Uh, yeah, it's a really good theater town, and it's sad and it's me that it's not. 
You should I mean, do it. Carry the torch. I, you know what it is? <laughs> when you do theater in Chicago, like you're considered a professional actor doing theater in Chicago. Yeah. You're not here. True. Mostly. Some, you, some are, but you're not so much here. Because when you do a play in Chicago, especially like when you join Equity and mm-hmm. you're getting paid to do it, like I was, uh, like that's your job. Yeah. Whereas if I if you do a play out here and you're in the middle of rehearsal <laughs> and, and you're like, audition. <laughs> yeah, I got <laughs> got audition and go to like yeah. that shit don't fly in Chicago. Like you're yeah. not you know where here is you you can have a performance <laughs> and somebody be like this happened recently. I'm uh, I'm in a show. I'm in a musical sketch show right now. Uh, we're doing Sister Act three. Oh, that's fun. Uh, oh, super UCB, fun. Right? Yeah, UCB. Yeah. And I'm playing Whoopi Goldberg uh, <laughs> character. And day of the show, day of the show, a big character hits up, like the director is like, "Hey, I'm stuck on set. I won't be coming to the show tonight." <laughs> like, yeah, it's very music. LA. That's and very also, LA. you book things like a day before, or yeah. they put you on a veil like two days before, and so yeah. you don't, you literally won't know. And then they, you know, some of the commercials pay a lot. That's like, yeah. sorry, I gotta, I gotta make this money. Go make some money. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was looking at casting notices the other day, and um, a lot of the theater ones I'll skip over. But it's funny. I was opening them just to see them, and there will just be stuff like, $20 a performance to be in my play. And you're like, what is this crap? No, like, yeah. Most of the plays in L.A. are like, I'll give you uh, free parking validation <laughs> yeah, to be yeah. in my two-hour musical. And you're like, Food no, included. fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's too, just too much time. It's crazy. But I do miss, I do wish the uh, theater was a lot bigger here. Yeah. But. One oh, day. Well. well, thanks for telling us your story. Oh, thank um, you for letting me story. unburden that. Yeah, do you I, feel although, better? How do you feel? <laughs> Are you scared? Do you regret it? I didn't it? unburden it to the person I probably should unburden <laughs> it to. But like, I don't talk about that. And I really don't talk about the fact that I don't, I haven't told Well, maybe your mom will listen to people. this podcast one day. Maybe, uh, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to see her soon. Maybe I'll just be like, you want to listen to a podcast? And I'll put it on. <laughs> just watch her reaction. Just watch like, her reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for doing that. Where can people find you? Uh, at my name on Twitter, at Jackie's Neil on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, Culture Kings on yeah. the How Stuff Works Network. Uh, former and guest yeah, of yours, Edgar Montplazier. Yeah, so we co host that Carl together. On that as well. We'll have the we, we do. Well, Carl doesn't host the show anymore. Oh, he doesn't? Yeah, oh. yeah. So don't don't welcome okay. him here. Uh, oh, okay. That's a joke. You can welcome him here. He's we gotten too Carl. big. No. He is. He's gotten too busy. <laughs> he He's about to blow up. Uh, I'm super happy for him. But yeah, you can find uh, find that too at Culture Kings Pod on all the social media stuff too. Awesome. And you can follow tell, uh, this podcast uh, at Tell Me Anything Pod on Instagram or uh, find us on Patreon if you want to support the show. Patreon.com slash Tell Me Anything Pod. All right, goodbye. Peace.